Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey, Megan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, we are going to be talking all things branding, online businesses, websites, all things like that with Megan today. Megan, you just kind of want to introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Your story, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I'm Megan, obviously. Um, I own a agency called Mint and Poppy. So it is a web and branding agency. And um, recently, I just launched a coaching program. So that's kind of like the new aspect of it. But I live in Ontario, Canada. Um, right now we have like snow up to our knees and it's like minus like 30 Celsius. So (laughs) very different. Um, yeah, but like a bit about me, like I come from a really like tight knit family. I'm super close with my sisters. I'm very creative. Um, everything I do is like very, very creative, like very colorful and I'm very type A. I have to have a list for absolutely everything. Um, I definitely am one of those people who like thrive when they're busy, but it's like an organized busy. Yes. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I was going to say about myself is that I'm like very, I'm like very much an empath and very sensitive, but that's like a good and a bad thing when it comes to working with clients and like being customer facing. So, but yeah, that's like me in a nutshell. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. You kind of like need that, that little softness. Like I, I'm like, I'm the same way as like, I'm very strategic, very like, I'm very type A, but it's also like, okay, but I really do care about what you do and all of your stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Like it makes it hard sometimes because you almost like feel too much when it just was to be like very straightforward, but oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So you have, you have a branding and web agency. I think like, let's talk a little bit about websites. Like people, it is something that I think a lot of people like rush into thinking they need a website right or right away. And they don't always have like the most quality in that. So what are kind of the steps to building like a really solid website? Yeah, for sure. So definitely when someone reaches out to me and they want to get a website, obviously the first thing is to ask like why. So people, you're right. Like they just think I need to have a website. I need to have this. I need to have email marketing. I need to be on like 16 different social media platforms. Um, So the biggest reason is like why, like what's the reasoning behind it? But even like going before that, it's like their branding. So again, it's, a lot of times when businesses and when people start a business, they have this idea to start this business, but they don't really like have um, any expertise in the other area. So whether that's like branding, marketing, like social media, accountant, like admin or whatever, right? So a lot of those pieces get missed. So I would say like the first, first thing is like, get your branding in place, get those like foundational pieces, whether it's your logo, colors, fonts, like just your messaging, who your audience is, and really understanding like the purpose behind the website. It's like, it's great to have a platform for people to go to, but then what are they going to do? Like, what do you want someone to get out of it? How do you want someone to feel? Um, And so just like incorporating all those things before you build the website. And a big thing for me when I work with people is the beginning stages is really, it's called a creative brief, but 
brief, but really it's just like a brain dump. Like I really want to understand from you what the need is behind the website, what its purpose is and what people will get out of it. Totally. And I think a lot of people do that almost backwards is they're like, okay, I have a logo. Now I have a website. Um, and like, I need a website right now. How do you like branding wise, like what, what are necessities that people need in order like prior to actually starting a website? Yeah. So in terms of like what everyone calls like the foundational pieces, I would say like for sure your logo and if you can like a secondary logo. So primary and secondary are two different things. So the primary is usually like your full business name. It's usually like longer, like more horizontal, like takes up more space. Whereas a secondary logo is essentially like a complementary piece to your brand. It's usually like more compact, smaller. It fits in like the nooks and crannies of your business. Yeah. Um, colors. For sure. And this has to be a mix of colors that you like, but also like serves your audience. For example, like if you had a eco like health and wellness brand, like naturally, like our minds go towards like the greens and like neutral colors. If you had it, if you had a brand and you really like the color, like orange and red, it's great that you like those colors, but will it like resonate with your audience? So it is a mixture of like colors you like, because you're obviously going to be creating a lot of content. So you want to feel aligned to the, to those colors, but you have to make sure that they serve a purpose and your audience kind of like picks up on the vibe that you're trying to portray. And then I would say fonts, um, getting clear on different styles of fonts that you're going to use. And then I would always within mood board. So this is incorporating again, like all of those things, like whether it's fonts, colors, just like pictures, like different aesthetics to make sure that like, this is the direction we're going in with all of your creatives going forward. So whether it's your website or like any marketing material, like graphics, stuff like that, like it's all going to have like the same vibe. Yeah. The mood board is something that I have found super helpful for a lot of people, whether it's social media management, whether it's like just trying to even get your own branding, right. Is go on Pinterest, like make a a whole board of just what you want, like of feelings more. So it's like, what do you want people to feel? What essence do you want people to like, what vibe is there and make that into a board. And that's really helpful to send to a photographer, to send to a, a website artist, to send to a social media manager. And they can like graphic design, Design, like people if you're outsourcing anything people people just want to know like okay this is what I'm trying to portray and I think that they can get a lot of that through a mood board yeah exactly and people have a hard time explaining like how they feel or what they want so I really yeah. do think like using colors using textures patterns pictures like that's a way to convey like how you want people to feel about your brand. So that's like definitely, definitely like the foundational pieces. I think every brand should also have like, it's called like a style guide. So that's like going more in depth of like, you know, who your audience is, the voice that you use, um, like different language, um, again, like words to represent your brand, like your mission statement values, stuff like that. So I think that's like really important. I think a lot of people um, maybe like skip over that if they have the foundational pieces, but if you, if it's something, you know, you want to go all in on, I definitely think that's important because like going forward, it's all going to like tie back to that strategy guide, that style guide that you're creating. Totally. And I think everyone in their mind has like an image, like this is what I want my business to look like. This is what I want my business to be. And I think it's pretty hard to actually like bring that into like fruition, like actually make that in graphics, in content, in anything. How do you, how do you, how would you like find like inspiration almost to like bring a a photo and making it visual for, for your brand? 
Yeah, I think, again, like, that's the thing when people get started, it's like they have this idea in their head, or maybe they've seen like some sort of inspiration somewhere else. So they try and like, not necessarily copy it, but like, oh, that looks good. So that's what I want for myself. But it's really just like going back, like each piece of the design really has to have a purpose. Like, so whether it's you're using pictures, and that's like stock photography, or it's like your personal, like professional photography, Mm -hmm. um, like it all has to have like a purpose and then convey like to the entire brand, all the words that you put on it has to have like like a experience for the user on that platform Mm. and that really comes like in the initial stages when you're working with a client in the creative brief it's really a brain dump so just getting like all those feelings out there things that you like things you don't like things you'd want to include why you would want to include those things like you know when you're talking about like the pages of your website like what's the purpose of each one like what action do you want someone to take so in the beginning stages it's really like getting all that information getting super clear like and and once people start to like write everything out they start to realize like oh maybe I don't need that or maybe that's not important or you know, maybe we should go in this direction. I think like we have all these ideas, but until you get it out on paper, um, it's just like an idea in your head, you know, like it has to make sense. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I liked the, like how you said, like what experience you want to give on a website. Cause that's really what it is. Is like, how, how do people actually move through your website? What the flow is there? How do you, how do you like really know what a good flow is like of a website like how do you when you go on a website and you're like oh gosh like this is terrible like I, this needs like they need some help they need like what are some of those like key things to watch out for yeah so right away like if you go to a website these are maybe like some don'ts to start but yeah. like if you go to a website and there's like a ton of writing like that is a problem so I think like websites like back in the day I don't even know like what year you want to say that is but like back (laughs) in the day the more was better because like that's what performed really well on Google like the more like content you had the more writing yeah the SEO exactly um so a lot of like websites like still fall into that and so if you follow a website has like a ton and ton of writing it's overwhelming like the way we consume content nowadays is so quick like literally think of the platforms like like using reels or like tiktok it's like we take in information so much and so quickly like we don't have the capacity to like read a ton of content on a website so right away like that's like a red flag like if you have a lot of content if any time like you know when people include like faqs like frequently asked questions like that's great but that's also a problem because that means that 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 information in those like frequently asked questions is not being answered in your actual content. So Mm -hmm. that's like something to look for. You want to make sure that like every page, you know, say for example, like someone wanted to check out every page of your website, that they're being guided there like naturally and like it's flowing into the next page. They're not going to each page to look for information. So really like on your homepage, you want your homepage to be like little tidbits of each of the other pages so that they can further explore what what it is that they're looking for. There should always be a call to action. Like you should always be like guiding them through the experience to like see your homepage or like be intrigued by what you offer, which guides you into like the service or product that you're offering that then brings you into like buying or like a contact or a booking page. You know what I mean? And then those extra pages, like whether it's your about or or whatever other page you have it's you know that's for them to explore on their own but you're really just like bringing them through like a quick action of from start to finish um to do something again whether it's to like read a blog or book a call or buy something or like I don't know you know and then I think the the other thing too is like limiting the amount of pages so 
the standard right now is definitely like five pages. It's usually like your home about like services or like products page, contact, and usually like an additional, whether it's like a portfolio page, a blog page, something like that. Um, you can definitely have more if it's needed. But I think like when you get to those extra pages, that's when like people kind of lose interest. So if you have all that information, it's really hard to kind of like navigate through and get people to where they need to be in like a good amount of time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm like thinking about my websites and like my, my family's business website. And I'm like, oh gosh, do I have like a whatever, how, like, what's the flow like on those? And with like a big thing that it seems like is like minimalism is, is actually like the, the less is more right now. Yeah, definitely. Just the way that we consume content, there's just so much out there. Like people want to get to where they need to get to very quickly. They don't want to have to look for it. They don't want to have to find it. They don't want to have to email you to figure out what what it is they need. Like they want it to be clear. Like they want you to be transparent. And the thing is, is like when you think of your um, like website flow, like for your example, when you're thinking of like your families, it's like yeah. get someone who is like not necessarily close to your business or maybe doesn't know a lot about them and ask them to do something. So for example, like in your case, if it's like booking something, like ask them to go to your website on the homepage and like essentially navigate to find something. Ooh. And if they can do it like pretty naturally to get to where they want to get to and get the information, then it's good. But if someone's like kind of poking around, looking at different pages, like maybe I should go here, that's a problem. Like, so mm -hmm. you want to kind of get people to test it out that, you know, haven't maybe been on your website a lot, um, but or maybe like don't necessarily know a lot about your business, kind of to be that tester. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great like little task for everybody is to have people go and like, Hey, like grandma, Hey mom, like go on my website and see if you can buy something easily or see if you can like book a call or whatever it is, fill out this form easily. That's, I think a huge, a huge thing. And I don't think, I, I guess I always do it, but in my head, I know where everything is. And like, I know exactly. so much about all of the businesses or even like a client's website. Like I know what we're trying to do that having exactly. an outside person. Yeah, we just when we creating like we know where it is, we know, like we think in our heads that it makes sense. But mm -hmm. that's not always the same experience that like every user will have. So you want to make sure that like, a seven year old could use it and like your grandma could use it yeah. and everyone in between, right? So it has to be super um, intuitive that way for sure. Yeah. And if it's and this might be getting a little technical, but if if it's very like if it's minimalist, like how do you, like what are like small like SEO things? Because I think a lot of people still think like keywords, like I need these keywords on my website. What are like small SEO things to, to just help people a little bit on that category? Yeah, so obviously like Google has changed so much over the years. Like there's so much out there. There's a gazillion websites. Like, yeah. so I think like if you were just starting today and like you put your website up, it's gonna be like, nearly impossible to rank on like the first 10 pages it's just really hard if you're not putting any money into it um so the best things that you can do for seo and especially like if you're sticking to that like minimalist style and like less is more you want to make sure that every page does use like your keywords so again like if like as a business owner there's obviously keywords associated to it you want to kind of check those out you can use like keyword sentences, but you want to make sure like every page kind of talks about that. You're not using any like jargon or acronyms, like a lot of like technical industry terms. Like mm -hmm. you really want to break it down because if someone was like searching for what you did, they're probably not like searching for the acronym or like the industry yeah. term. Like they're probably saying like how to or like where to find, you know. Um, so you want to kind of take that into consideration. 
Um, definitely like the back end side of things. So making sure that like every page has like a description, like your titles are very clear. Um, a lot of times people want to create like really like, I don't know, like cool or like fun sayings and stuff. And while that's great, like that's not going to help you. So you want to almost like sound like so simple and so like dumb, so yeah. to speak. I don't know. Like I don't totally. want to say it that way, but it's like um, you want to make it so simple and clear to read so that if people were searching you, you could show up again with like your images, like, you know, if you have a photo shoot with someone, usually the photos are labeled like image, like 001, 002. <laughs> um, and so you want to make sure that like you're renaming those to include like your business name and like keywords and stuff like that. So all those little things definitely um, matter. But I think with that being said, a big part of bringing people to your website is going to be external platforms. So like yes. social media, if you're on like a different platform, you want to make sure like you're guiding people there because that's like kind of the only way like organically you're going to get people to your website. Um, and so you have to kind of guide them there. Like it's, it's very rare that like you would just show up the and first Google. page on Google. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I have like a lot of my listeners are product-based businesses as well. And a lot of them focus so much on SEO on their website and SEO on Etsy. When it's, if you're making whatever clay earrings, like it's going to be really hard to rank on any of those because there are so many businesses making similar clay earrings. So making that community, having those external sources that are directing people to your, from social media to your website is going to be a super like effective way to have repeat business for people to find you like you're actually going out and creating this community elsewhere so it's funneling them into your website yeah absolutely and people want to buy from people that they trust people that they've yeah. like created a relationship with people that they get to know and a way for you to do that is social media so whether it's like instagram facebook linkedin twitter whatever it is like you want to make sure that you're engaging with your community and you're growing your audience so that you're guiding them there it feels like a natural transition to take them from you know, that community that you've created to their, to your website to buy, because they kind of trust that factor. Whereas if they just Google like clay earrings, for instance, like yeah. a million and one things are going to pop up. So really like, they're just going to pick the, the pages um, that come up on the first page of Google and they'll probably buy from there. So you have to really like nurture that community that you built elsewhere. But I think like in terms of your website, it's still important to do those um, yeah. SEO hacks, like on the back end, like as much as you can just to kind of be clear and obviously follow all the guidelines. Yeah, well, and Google does still like it more when you have those SEO things in there. And like back to social media as you are, like your personality is what's differentiating you there. And then that's bringing people to your website, but still having a good website flow, having an easy seamless like way for people to buy on your website is so important because if someone goes to your website and it's hard to use, they're gonna bounce too. Yeah, absolutely. And more and more like the social media platforms are becoming like search engines. So for example, like if mm -hmm. you are a product based business, and you post on Instagram, if you use the alt text feature when you're posting pictures, so like adding descriptive words, you'll show up in Google if someone's searching for that, Ooh. even though it'll bring someone to Instagram then they can still like get to your page so more and more like social media platforms are being used like this so it's like yeah. if you're optimizing both and it's still an organic way like you don't have to pay for that um ads and stuff like that like you can organically grow for sure 
Yeah, well, and that that's a huge thing on on Instagram right now is clearly they're moving into trying to make Instagram more of a search engine. So if you start with that alt text now, and for anybody that doesn't know, when you're uploading a photo or any post on Instagram, you can go into advanced settings and put in alt text that doesn't really show up anywhere. It just is telling Instagram what it is that's in your photo, what's going on. It's like a description of what that post actually is. And using keywords in there is what is making your posts actually show up elsewhere, show up in search as a search engine. Yeah, exactly. So again, like going back to the clay earrings thing, if it was like gold and white, I don't know, dangle clay earrings, like whatever the title is that you kind of have on your website, um, that's kind of like what you would include in that. So like that could show up in search um, engines. That's the other thing too. Um, with product-based businesses, a lot of the times, like people come up with like funky names for their products. So say you had like a line of clay earrings, Mm -hmm. but like you named each clay earring, like a different, like funny name. Um, Again, that's great, but you want to make sure you're also adding those keywords, like that they are literally clay earrings or like dangle earrings or, you know, studs or something like that, because that like people aren't going to search these like random names, even if they sound super cute. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a huge tip. And that's something with all of marketing, all of design, all of branding, like people, people try to get so creative with it. But sometimes like simple is so much better, just because Absolutely. like it's what pe- it's what people are searching. No one's searching like unicorn fairy earrings, like they're searching gold and white, whatever, pink earrings, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so keeping things simple on, on websites, on social media, on naming all of that, that's a huge tip. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And it's okay to have those fun names, but like you have to also add it on um, as like an extra. Yeah. So if you were to have somebody do something today on their website, like action item, go out and do this, what would be like your task, your thing that you would tell people to go do to test their website out? I would think I would say like the first like tip I got you is like yeah. ask someone who like doesn't really know even someone who's like maybe not even a bit like tech savvy and ask them to go you know perform like five tasks that you tell them to do and see how quickly they can find it again and also ask like people who are not biased um, mm-hmm. to check out your website so this is like a really good way on social media to just get some free market research. It's like create a form on Google and ask people to go to the website and, you know, do it. You can even give like a $5 a Starbucks gift card or something as like yeah. a reward. It's like, you want to get feedback from as many people as possible because when you're creating your website on your own, like you have an idea, you know how it all works. You have like a vision, but like, is that actually like serving the customer, like, are they having a good experience? Do they feel the same way as you? So it's like, you have to get that information before launching. And I would just make sure like when you are writing your copy for your website, um, whether you write it up before or you write it directly into your website, it's like, take a step back, like before you publish and then go back and look through it because chances are like, you probably like wrote more, like, it's like, just get rid of the fluff, get rid of the extra word, like, like, get to the point in terms of what you're trying to say. Um, And then the other thing is like, I would always make sure that every page has um, a button and like a call to action to like guide them somewhere else. So every piece of content should lead into the next thing. So yeah, even if someone was like on your about page, because they wanted to like read about yourself or your business, it's like, then they get to the end of the page. It's like, what action would you want them to take? Should they naturally go to like, 
the homepage because they don't know where to go next and it just goes to the footer and everything just ends? Or like, are you guiding them like, you know, now that you've ended this like about copy, like, do you want them to like go check out your services? You know, it's like you have to to guide them. So it's like you want to make sure that every page has that for sure. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one too. It's like make, yeah, yeah, totally. I'll have to go and check all my websites. Make sure there's no dead ends. <laughs> I'm going to after this, like, shoot, she's going to yell at yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't want to just leave someone hanging like, okay, that was great. But now I don't know where to go next. It's like, yeah. I'll tell you where to go next. Totally. And people aren't going to like, it's not like everyone's going to scroll back up and try to go on different menus and do different, like keep exploring your website. If you don't always put that flow out there for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So final three questions that I ask all of my interviewees on my podcast, um, best book, podcast, resource recommendation that you have for any business owner. Yeah. So I I have like two books. So the one I like just finished reading, which I think you might've read too, but it's like the compound effect by Darren Hardy. I think it's so good. I've read it twice now. Um, It's just like, it's so like easy to read. It's super quick. And it's just like talking about the habits that you can take on a daily basis that affect your life long-term. And this is like good and bad. So like literally the act of like compounding. Yeah. Those it is a kick in the habits. butt too. It's like, shoot, probably should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that one's good. And um, there's a book called get rich lucky bitch, which I hate the name, but it's um, by, I think it's Denise Duffield Thomas. Yeah. But anyways, it's just like, it's for like female, like women entrepreneurs. And it just talks about like, money and like you know charging your worth and it's I think it's like really hard with like women and like money it's it's just always been a thing and I think she does a really it's a really good way for um she just explains it in a really easy to digest way to make you feel like okay like I can charge I can make some money like gone are the old days you know so yeah that's it I hate the title but it is a good book it is a good book (laughs) I haven't heard of that one I'll have to add it to the list um Mm -hmm. if you could eat dinner with three people dead or alive to chat whatever who would they be yeah so the first one I uh kind of thought about was the Denise Duffield Thomas I just Mm -hmm. think she's just like amazing especially like she's like a female entrepreneur she also wrote the book chillpreneur Uh, oh I have heard that one Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah. So again, it's all about like entrepreneurship and she's just, yeah. The other one I would say is like Lauren Everts. She's like from the Skinny Confidential. I just oh, think okay. she is a boss. Like the <laughs> podcast, like her and her husband, I'm like, that is gold. And she's like goals. the definition. Yeah. She's like the definition of someone who had such a good brand from the beginning. Like she's always been consistent and she always talks about with her brand, like she knows her ideal clients so well, like down to the nail polish that she wears. She's like so specific with, and I'm like, that is so good. (laughs) And then the other one, I just have like a silly one, but I watch a lot of vlogs. Yeah. And um, her name's uh, Julia Havens and she's not like any like, I don't know. She's just like a good <laughs> blogger that I like. And I'm like, oh my God, I love your life. And it'd be so fun to meet you. Yeah, it'd be like so a lifestyle fun. vlogger. Heck yeah. We all love a good vlog every once in a while. I always find myself like, if I'm going to sit down and watch YouTube, it's going to be like a random, like get ready with me. Random, like it's something random about their life that they're just talking about. And like, I don't even really care. I just want to, I just want to learn about what's going on in your life. I know. I've like watched her for years and I'm like, so attached. I'm like, this is my friend. And I've yeah. never met her before. <laughs> I've had it 
where I like talk to about these people, like vloggers that I follow. And I'm like, yeah, one of my friends, like blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, who is she? And I'm like, oh, we're actually not friends. Yeah, like, she doesn't met. know who I am. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like we're friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something to strive for, I guess. Um, yeah. Lastly is what is the biggest tip that you have for any entrepreneur? It doesn't have to be about websites, just like someone looking to start a business, someone in business. What is your tip for them? Yeah, it's literally just start. I literally preach about this all the time on Instagram. It's what I talk about all the time. I think people get caught up in consuming versus creating and they start to almost like use it as like a shield or like an excuse. Mm -hmm. Like I need to know more. I need to do more. I need to learn more. I need to be better um, before launching. And it really actually just holds them back. And like what you start with today is not going to be the same as like one month, three months, even one year down the road. Like you're always going to grow and change and evolve. Like starting a business is brand new. You're literally learning as you grow. So just start and like learn to pivot, embrace it, but you can't do anything until you start. And people always just like hold back from that. Um, So that would be like my suggestion is like, just start, like go with it, see what happens and just watch yourself grow. Totally. And there are so many people that I bring on the podcast that say that too, that it's like people, if you're listening, like you have to know, like this is everybody just wants to preach that from the mountaintops is like, just start like screw your fears and get out there and like do the thing because it's not going to do itself for you. No. Yeah. It's just like, even if it's, even if you don't have a website, even if you don't have anything, it's like, just put yourself out there and keep going with it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Megan, where can people find you? Where can they work with you? If they want a website, if they need branding help, where can where can they contact you? Yeah, so my website is mintandpoppy.com. And otherwise, I'm on Instagram. And my handle is mintandpoppydigital. Mintandpoppy was not available. So the digital's <laughs> on the end there. Put the digital um, yeah, so that's that's where they can find me. Awesome. Well, go check Megan out. She's awesome. And her, her profile, everything she creates is so adorable. And I have always, and I even love like the mint and poppy is just such a cute little name too. So thank you so much for being here. I know it's so good. Um, thanks so much for being here. Excited to put the episode out and it's going to be super helpful. Yes, I'm excited. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. All right, Busy Bee fam, that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business, branding, and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at this is Hive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most, what you're loving about the podcast, And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story. So definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.